There's a clash between Apple, Google, and Epic, the maker of Fortnite, over App Store commission fees. So what the heck is going on? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining us is Ian Schur, editor-at-large, who's been covering the drama for us. Thanks for joining us, Ian. Thanks for having me. So this broke two weeks back. Just to kind of review things for our listeners, lay out the conflict for us. This has been fascinating to watch because we don't get to see stuff like this terribly often. But essentially what happened is that Epic Games, which you mentioned makes Fortnite, uh, they decided that they were going to go up against Apple in a really dramatic fashion. And so what they did is that they kind of provoked a response out of Apple. They knew what they would get and then caused a lot of drama. So Apple has rules on their App Store, right? There are certain things as a developer you're allowed to do, and there are certain things you're not allowed to do. And one of those rules is that you have to use Apple's system whenever you're doing purchases through an app. So if I'm buying extra coins or whatever you want in an app or even a subscription to Netflix, I have to get I have to go through Apple's system. And part of what Apple gets out of that is 30% commission, up to 30%, sometimes it's lower, uh, for all of the commerce that happens through the apps. It's a really problematic thing for a lot of developers. It's become more dramatic over the years, even though commissions are roughly what they have been for a long time. Uh, It's become kind of a, as Apple's platform has grown, and especially because a lot of Apple users tend to spend more money than Google users, it's caused a lot of consternation. So Epic decides they're going to change the way that payments are done in the app. They offer people a discount if they pay uh, through the uh, Epic system instead of Apple's. And Apple decides, no way, Jose. They kick them out of the App Store. And then Epic turns around and sues them. And it was an amazing couple of hours to watch because Epic knew this was going to happen. They prepared a lawsuit. It was extremely dramatic opening to the lawsuit, bringing up how Apple in 1984 was all against the corporate machine of IBM. And now they've become the corporate machine. And it was just really... They really, they even posted an ad that parodied that famous 1984 commercial from Apple, right? It was genius. I mean, it, you know, not taking sides here, but you have to respect the way they played this game. And as a result, you know, free Fortnite, the hashtag, went to the top of Twitter worldwide which you would kind of expect when there are 250 million Fortnite players out there. But it's been, uh, since then, there's just this, all of this drama that's happened between Apple and Fortnite. And it's worth noting, by the way, that Google was also provoked by all of this. And in that same day, that first day, they actually kicked Fortnite out of the store just the same. And, and uh, Fortnite turned around and sued them. And in the opening to that lawsuit, they're like, in the beginning, Google was so proud of being don't be evil. And now they've turned around. And so it was it was really like it was pretty fun to watch. So anyway, uh, Apple and, and Epic have become the real drama in this because Apple continues to kind of, in a way, publicly fight with Epic, whereas Google and Epic, uh, we haven't heard much as bad since. Ultimately, what, what does this conflict mean for consumers, especially right now with what's going on and specifically for gamers who play Fortnite? Like what, what, has, these, what has this dispute uh, resulted in for gamers? 
uh, a really interesting sideshow while we're all bored from the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I think that for most people, obviously, if you don't have Fortnite downloaded to your phone, tough cookies. Uh, you're not going to be able to download it until some point. Uh, Epic has actually asked the judge in this case to put a kind of rule out that would say Epic can can have Fortnite in the App Store until this lawsuit is over. And there is precedent for that kind of thing, mostly in Europe, but it could happen. Otherwise, uh, if you have an Android phone, right, anything that's not an iPhone, then you will be able to download Fortnite from Epic directly, but you can't get it in the Google Play Store. So that's that's kind of how consumers are affected. And there are larger implications here. By kicking uh, Epic out of the App Store, Apple also revoked their developer account. And Epic actually makes tools for game developers as well. It's called the Unreal Engine. And this is actually in a lot of games you may not even realize. So as a result, now the Unreal Engine is going to be not be able to be changed and updated as, uh, as things go on without that developer account. And we may see that suddenly a ton of games might just break on iPhone. So that could be pretty bad too, but it's going to be a while before that happens. And can you give me some examples of some of the games that use the Unreal Engine on these app stores? So a lot of the games that are on the app stores that use the Unreal Engine, you may not have always heard of. Uh, Epic actually put out a game called Infinity Blade, which was hugely popular on the App Store a couple of years ago. And it actually had two sequels, uh, so it was really popular. There are outside developers as well who have used it. For example, there was a game called Batman Arkham City Lockdown that was, uh, again, pretty popular and ended up uh, doing well on the App Store. There's a bunch of other games out there that are more kind of usual stuff like pinball games and and racing games and stuff like that. Uh, But the point here is that a lot of the developers out there increasingly use Unreal, especially in the PC gaming and the and the in the console gaming world. So this is something that could be really meaningful as Apple and Google try to kind of turn their their devices into these gaming platforms. Suddenly, cutting off one of the main uh, game development systems is a pretty bad look. Right, and Apple and Google just wrapped up a congressional hearing where they faced a lot of questions about their market dominance and power. And Apple specifically was called out for the, for the influence and power they wield with their app store. Now, of course, they downplayed it, but how does that this conflict play into that? Yeah, it's interesting because we've been hearing this debate in the Apple community for a long time. And uh, it really kind of came to a head this last year when Spotify really started agitating and they got the European uh, uh, regulators to start looking at Apple over how it charges fees on the App Store, and then also over uh, Apple Pay. And that was a separate thing. But it it shows that Spotify and a couple of other companies have been able to get the ear of regulators finally. And in the in when we think about kind of what Apple has become, it's this massive platform. There are over a billion devices that are active using Apple's uh, phones and, and tablets right now. And you have to think about how impactful it is when suddenly that billions of users is just cut off from something. And these are companies would argue unilaterally, right? Apple is just making decisions. And it's almost like 
who gave you the right to make those kind of calls that impact so many people without any way to kind of stop it? And I think what's going to end up happening on some level is that the government's going to increasingly push Apple to be much more transparent about how they handle things because they are known for being uh, very strong fisted on their app store, but also not very communicative, which is a problem. And I think that's honestly what's gotten them into this place at this point. Yeah. And, and it's not just Epic. You mentioned Spotify. Who else is sort of agitating for better terms? We've seen developers all over the place doing this. So for example, uh, probably one of the other very dramatic moments this year was a company called Basecamp, uh, which you may not have heard of, and that's fine. It's kind of a business productivity thing. People who use it love it. Uh, and they created an email app called Hey, which is pretty cute. And it's $99 a year, and it promises to be like the best email you've ever used. And the friends I have who have it love it. So there you go. Well, it didn't offer a way to get that subscription in its app because they didn't want to pay the 30% to Apple. So Apple said, well, wait a minute. You can't just have an app that once you download it on your phone and you click it, it just doesn't work unless you pay the subscription. That's ridiculous. So they kicked it out of the App Store. And it became this huge drama that kind of preceded what we're going through now. And uh, the way it ended up uh, resolving itself, by the way, was that Hey offered a free 14-day trial or something on their app. And suddenly Apple's like, okay, that's okay. And it seemed like a really kind of, it seemed arbitrary, right? And that's, I think, why this stuff continues to pop up. Well, it's important to note that all that drama happened like right before the Worldwide Developer Conference, right before Apple was going, taking, was going to use a public forum to talk about, talk to their developer community, right? Yeah, this is the uh, thing about a lot of developers. They are not dumb. They know when us, the press, are taking notice. And certainly, I feel like every year, someone does something around Apple's big developer conference to get our attention over some issue. And it tends to cause a little bit of, of, of conversation within the Apple sphere and sometimes makes change happen. So it's it's smart that they do that. But yeah, this this time, definitely, we were all paying attention because it was right before Apple was going to get on stage. Right. So what's the, the latest with the conflict? And has anyone attempted to reach out to the other side? Yeah. So the latest is that uh, Apple and Epic are trading some pretty epically kind of nasty words between each other. It's mostly Epic in public and Apple privately. This whole kind of possibility of the Unreal Engine being cut out of the App Store has really increased the drama a bunch. And we only found out about that on Monday. So now we're going to start seeing whether other uh, pushes happen, whether Apple is going to kind of raise the stakes for Epic or whether Epic's going to try and find ways to raise the stakes against Apple. It's worth noting the CEO of Epic, Tim Sweeney, is very well known for being an agitator. Yeah, he's a billionaire, so he doesn't really care. And his company is very successful with Fortnite. So he doesn't have a ton to lose. And what he's decided is that he's going to push on stuff he doesn't like in the game industry. For example, he has he sells his own games. He has an epic game store where you can buy games from uh, Take-Two and all these other companies. And he only charges 12%, not the 30% that's standard in other app stores and game stores. 
So he made the point that, hey, I, I don't need that extra money. I would rather developers use it to make better apps, which was a kind of a precursor now, if you think about it, about his fight with Apple. When it comes to Apple, supposedly it seems as though they are communicating a little, but honestly, at this point, knowing Apple and how Samsung and Apple played out, where they only had a few times that they really tried to resolve it, I, I doubt that Apple is going to quickly resolve this unless Epic just caves completely. Uh, and ultimately, like, where where do you see this going? Like, does Epic cave? Do they settle? Does Congress get involved? Like, what, what are the scenarios you're looking at? I think it'll be interesting. Part of it is going to depend on who's in power uh, come next January, right? The president of the United States. I think that when you think about it, we are looking at a time when with President Trump, he's mostly kind of trying to cut away regulations, right? He's proud of the fact that he doesn't go up against company and he allows them to do their job unless he doesn't like them. And when it comes to a, a possible President Biden, it's more likely that regulations will be stronger, right? And that he will start coming down on tech, especially because uh, tech is not popular right now, right? They're, they have been uh, slammed on Capitol Hill and by regulators and by everyone. They're everyone's favorite punching bag. So that's going to be probably what happens there. There's also a possibility that Congress might get involved. But to be honest, from everything we've heard from Congress so far, there are so few people who actually understand the nuances of any of this that I don't have faith that Congress is actually going to get involved. I have a feeling they're going to mostly just waste their time. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, thanks for your time, Ian. Uh, if you have any questions about this whole blow up, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. You can read all of our coverage on this on CNET.com. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.